We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Super Wild Card Weekend is here. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Lindsey? It's the playoffs. It's the playoffs, but I will admit it does not feel like the playoffs like it did this time last year. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? I think there's a few reasons for that, but a uh, big one could be it uh, doesn't feel like game is going to be best on best. Well, I think you could have looked at the matchup last year. And yes, I know the Raiders were kind of starting to get it a little together in that game. And this team was dealing with a 31-year playoff drought. So you always kind of had that in the back of your head. This one and last year, two games that the Bengals can win. We'll obviously get to the preview and prediction for that later on in the podcast. But it just feels different. I don't know if it's because this team obviously had a very amazing season last year in 2021. And then they were able to put up 12 wins this season. They win the division and expectations are a little bit different from the Marvin Lewis years when it was the playoff weekend and wild card weekend, anything could happen. These are AFC North teams going up against each other, but it just doesn't feel like it feels like a regular game right now. Yeah. I think that comes with the expectations too, of like the last year, it felt a lot like, please win this playoff game, win the first playoff game in 30 years type mentality. And now the expectation is uh, looking beyond it, whether or not you should. I don't know. I don't think you should. It's week to week still. You don't want to get upset in the first round. But instead of being like a three-point favorite at home, they're like a 10-point favorite right now. And it really feels like if they don't win this game, it'll be one of the biggest playoff probably the biggest playoff letdown like any of those mid 2010s teams they were never favored by this much even that game against the chargers that everybody thought they should win or against tj yates <laughs> you know yeah it didn't feel like they like if they lose like something happened um that i guess tj yates happened but we, we're all over it right it's it's been 10 years 10 more plus years it, all i remember is yates and jj watt and yeah, it was really J.J. Watt, who, incredible player. I don't think he gets enough respect because he was as good as Aaron Donald at his peak. Yeah. Just no. injuries took it away. Yeah, I agree with you. I guess when you look at those games with Marvin Lewis and the Andy Dalton years, expectations, I would say 2015, Andy Dalton's out. One of their best seasons. He wasn't even playing in that wild card game. So things are a little bit different. And you're right, expectations are different with this team. This is one of the most talented teams. I still feel like they're better than last year. And I know they're dealing with more injuries this year. But I kind of want to back it up to Joe Burrow because, look, in that game this past weekend, the club did enough. I don't think it was anything special. It was okay. Felt like they were always going to win the game. Got a little too close for comfort at times when uh, it, it came down to, hey, you better win this game or it's going to be a coin toss for, for a home playoff game. <laughs> you look at Joe Burrow's play and it just, it, it wasn't Joe Burrow. The expectations are high for him. And it just felt like he had a few misses that Joe normally makes. Absolutely surprising this is too i went back and i mean i've watched this offense three times so i have not watched the defense three times because it was anthony brown and it could be again 
mm-hmm. someday. <laughs> so maybe I'll watch it again. But when I watch this office like three times, because uh, the first two times were just for me. And then the third time I keep seeing everybody say that Roquan Smith is the Bengals kryptonite and all these other things. So I wanted to check that out. And was it really the Ravens defense doing all this? And I already had an opinion about what the Bengals did schematically. But I wanted to take a look at Burrow because I've also heard some takes about like, well, there was pressure. That's why he was made now. Like, yes, on one throw, maybe definitely one throw, there was pressure that caused the erratic throw, the underthrow deep to chase. He had nowhere to step up. But, oh, my goodness, he he was bad, in my opinion. Like, maybe if he was a rookie or something, you could go like, oh, this is fine. But this is like, you know, when I'm expecting MVP level Burrow, this is bad. Uh, I think he'll be fine this week. I don't think he puts together two performances like this. But to me, this is the second worst game he played after the Pittsburgh, the first Pittsburgh game did enough to win, I guess, didn't put the ball in harm's way, but yeah, I mean, there is an out route. He just sails over T Higgins head. There's the obvious one of he sails the deep ball on the fake screen and go to T Higgins. He missed a slot. uh, He missed a, a seam route deep that should have been intercepted led Tyler Boyd too far. Um, felt like decision-making wasn't all there. Like he missed a touchdown to chase on uh, like a a high-low on the outside corner. Just a lot of stuff. He is so much of – he's not like um, another elite quarterback like Josh Allen who does that from time to time, but he makes up for it because he just does alien things too. Burrow doesn't really do alien things. I think this is a big reason why he gets a little bit underrated by the film heads of Twitter. He's really just always on time, always makes an optimal, if not the perfect decision, and is shockingly accurate, especially down the field, Um, but not on Sunday. If you are a Burrow hater, there is plenty of clips for you to find, but the weirdest thing, too, is also I'm not a QB mechanics guru. I've watched a Chad Pennington video and a little bit of a Sean Payton video on this, but I I don't claim to be an expert, and I don't know if I ever want to be, but, you know, like lines his feet up the base is good and wide it's not too narrow not too wide you know his shoulders are lined up he throws and the ball just goes yeehaw right over top of the receiver i'm like he's so mechanically sound um especially when you listen to guys like jt o'sullivan on the qb school break it down he's like yeah he's the most mechanically sound or one of the most mechanically sound quarterbacks in the league always gets his feet set always does this and i'm just watching like he still did that <laughs> why is the ball going like way over there but i think he just there was some rust there is some feel of you know what happened the week before. I think there was a less practice time to sharpen up. I think it'll be fine. I, I think it was a very uncharacteristically bad game. And I would not be surprised at all if the Bengals don't have too much issue moving the ball on Sunday. I think the Ravens defense is good. I think they'll they'll punch above what their weight class seems, but I don't predict them to have like three scoring drives and one of them is just a deep ball uh, down the left sideline that explosive play I think they'll be able to move little by little down the field like they have been during their winning streak yeah and you have to wonder if this was more of the conservative game plan that they were going with I know you mentioned and we talked about on the last podcast felt similar to you know the week five of, of what they they put out there offensively nothing knew nothing too crazy with this offense. And and maybe it is just because it was a strange week for Joe Burrow and this offense. But when you have five drives and you can't put up points, that was a little concerning to watch. Um, and as you mentioned, things that Joe normally 
does correctly just wasn't hitting. And uh, he was the first to admit it after the game. We, we caught him on Jamar Chase's Instagram live saying, I played like crap today. He and did. He, yeah, he admitted it too. So I'm not being mean to him just yeah. you know, to be mean to him. Like, yeah, he played, he played bad. He admitted it. It's yeah. I don't think it had anything to do with the defense. He got got like a few times. Like, yeah, that happens. Like the, the concepts also got got. Like, that's also the thing here is it's not just him. Like he had some bad reads and missed some opportunities never made a read that was so bad it should have been picked even the ball i said should have been picked was more his inaccuracy um but yeah that he didn't play well and i think it's fine to say that that is a great time to not play well in a game you're probably going to win as long as you're not abysmal he wasn't that he was just normal bad and you know you're getting it out of the way now you got do you think he has a single game like that during the playoff run I don't think so Joe is good for like maybe a couple bad games a season to be completely honest with you and the short time he's been in Cincinnati look this is only two and a half years right now that we've seen Joe as a NFL quarterback for this team and when he plays bad he normally can bounce back in the second half his game it's something we don't talk about but we would have talked about it if they won the game if you go back to week one Joe was awful in the first half, but he came back in the second half and we really can't talk about it because they didn't win the game. Yeah. But if they were able to make one extra point, we, we would be talking about Joe's comeback in the second half. I remember going into the saints game early. I was like, man, Joe just isn't looking like himself right now. And then he just balls out in Louisiana. And that's just Joe. I agree with you. I don't think it's two back to back games. I do want to see more from this offense when it comes to the postseason because they have the guys. And I even think Hayden Hurst can be a weapon that we see in the postseason. He's going to maybe on Sunday night. So I think we'll see better, you know, better things out of Burrow. I'm not, not too concerned about it. But one thing you mentioned, and I think it makes me feel a little bit better, is you go back and you watch the tape. We can both admit this is one of the best defenses in the playoffs when you look at the Baltimore Ravens. But it's nothing that they can't overcome when you're the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, to me, um, this is front to bottom, probably the best AFC playoff defense. Mm-hmm. But right there with the Bengals like I I do think the Bengals defense is right there and when you think of matchups though I really think that if they somehow would play the Chargers that might be the worst defensive matchup for them just because you've got Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack and we have seen what elite edge rushers especially when they have another guy can do to this offense um Jonah Williams isn't having his best season and you now have a backup right tackle who admittedly I think so far has been better in pass protection than the starter. Um, I I think I'm there right now, (laughs) but it's a a small sample. So I don't want to go off the rails with that. And now you have a backup right guard too. So they can usually handle one guy like a Chris Jones. They can handle one Chris Jones and scheme around it and scheme it up like that. But when it's like a TJ Watt and a Cam Hayward, or it's, uh, well, Miles Garrett, I guess, did it on his own. He doesn't really have somebody else <laughs> in that game. Although Jonah gave up a sack to like a seventh round rookie. So, you know, it was another guy getting pressure. <laughs> I don't know. I, I do think that the pressure could be the issue, but I don't, I don't think the Ravens are going to be able to generate enough pressure that it really stymies the Bengals offense. We'll stay with quarterbacks right now. I do appreciate when people put news out before we record. Um, so Lamar Jackson pretty much <laughs> that 
he is not going to be playing. We wish Lamar Jackson the absolute best. You hate when a star quarterback's dealing with an injury. There were reports after the game, the week 18 game, there was you know, a chance maybe Lamar Jackson comes back for the playoffs. And unfortunately, it, it sounds like from Lamar Jackson himself that the PCL is still something that's bothering him right now. And it doesn't sound like there's a really good timetable on when he will return. And, and obviously, this is wild card weekend. So if the Ravens are out, to be determined if Lamar Jackson ever plays for the Baltimore Ravens again or, or what his offseason looks like. But Lamar's out right now. And that's a whole different matchup in the quarterback room when you look at Anthony Brown and Tyler Huntley. Yeah. Um, neither one is really that imposing. I have seen the takes about how they are more scared of Huntley as a thrower than Lamar, and you shouldn't be. Yeah, all right. All right. Fun game. Guess, right. guess the what is uh, Tyler Huntley's season high combined passing and rushing yardage in a single game this year? Um, 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 150. Wow, I, yeah, that just geez. No, it's, uh, it's actually, um, one against Denver, he had 193, but that's not even 200 yards no. like, combined. Oh, wait, that's the uh, sorry, counting the wrong stat there. He did have 228 against Denver, but. That's pretty low. Anthony Brown threw for uh, had a total of 280 yards. Uh, he had 280. I didn't even go back yeah. to that. What? Yeah, had, Anthony Brown had 280 yards this past game. Tyler Huntley hasn't even gotten within 50 yards of that. So, what are you so scared of? Is my question because like he's he's kind of a check down Charlie. He always he, he doesn't like to go deep. He's got the throwing tendonitis. It's not like he's coming into this game with a clean bill of health and. I just I, – I don't think I'd be that concerned about Huntley. He's not even that great of a, a runner right now. His highest rushing total is the 41 yards against Denver, and his best average per carry is 4.1. Like, I don't know, <laughs> man. <laughs> when I look at this, I'm just like, I don't think you should be nervous of Tyler Huntley. Like, Lamar has gone under 4.1 yards per carry twice this in the, in the – 13 12 games he played this year well the thing is it's so wild because there are people you mentioned the tyler huntley takes and then there are some over in baltimore ravens land who say well anthony brown gives them a better chance than tyler huntley look if tyler huntley can go they're going to go with tyler huntley in this playoff game i would be shocked if they went with anthony brown but we could find out obviously during pregame what that's starting to look like when they're warming up for the quarterbacks but i trust lou I just do. I think, you know, again, I don't want to get to our prediction just yet, but I did want to talk about the quarterback news. I'm not too afraid of Tyler Huntley or Anthony Brown. If Lamar Jackson. I don't think anybody should be. Um, if this team loses, it's because of the Ravens defense or because they shoot themselves in the foot. That could go hand in hand. 100%. And as I mentioned before, it's an AFC North game. So those are never easy, especially when you see an opponent back to back weeks. But we'll get to more of that predictions and scores at the end of the podcast. Next, we'll get to your questions. Thanks for sending them on Twitter. Follow along. Bengals underscore Sands. You can follow me at LNDS Patterson next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.